I wanted to make this video approximately two weeks ago, but here we are, and over the past two weeks where I've contemplated making this video, my suspicions about the direction of the Rutgers football program I think have only been proven correct. Their game against Ohio State was won such that if Gavin Wimsatt's a better passing quarterback or if Rutgers had a different quarterback with similar mobility but a much better arm in terms of accuracy, gauging power, and touch, Rutgers could have won that matchup. And they competed with Wisconsin on the road. Uh, that pick six really swung things, and Rutgers struck quickly against the Wolverines, also on the road, and they were within striking distance against Michigan for about a half. On top of that, the Scarlet Knights, they already have six wins against Northwestern, Temple, Virginia Tech, Wagner, Michigan State, and Indiana. They're guaranteed to go to a bowl game, and they've earned the right to go to a bowl game. In 2021, Rutgers went bowling with a 5-7 and seven record because they had a high academic progress rate, and because Texas A&M opted out of the Gator Bowl playing against Wake Forest because of um, issues with not having players, whether it was due to illness, injury, etc. So therefore, Rutgers got to substitute in for Texas A&M. This season, Rutgers isn't going to be substituting in for anyone in a bowl game. They're going to earn their place, and whether that's with a 6-6 six and six record and they go 0-3 in their remaining three games, whether that's 7-5, and 8-4, and four, which I think is the most realistic and likely outcome, or whether miracles can happen, whether Rutgers goes 9-3 and three, and they get a, they'll get a handsome bowl placement if they somehow go 9-3. and three. And we'll talk about all of this throughout this episode. But welcome back, fellow football fanatics. It's your host, College Football with Sam. My preseason prediction for Rutgers was they would go 5-7, 2-7 in Big Ten Conference play. I thought that this would be Greg Schiano's best team by a mile. I think we could all see that with their returning production, their move to make Kirk Shiraka their offensive coordinator, and also their use of the transfer portal. But they've exceeded my expectations, and I didn't think that Rutgers would be able to get six wins because I thought the Big Ten East would be deeper than it actually was. I made the mistake of thinking that Maryland and Michigan State were going to be at least above average or good teams. Maryland looks about as I expected them to be, if not worse. Michigan State's obviously worse than my preseason prediction where I had them as a competitive Big Ten team. They're anything but at this point, earning their first conference win over, well, really in terms of Power 5 performance, lowly Nebraska. Rutgers, on the other hand, has exceeded expectations. They were more competitive against Michigan Wisconsin and Ohio State than I thought they would be from a preseason point of view. They beat Michigan State. They beat Indiana. They handily took care of Wagner, Virginia Tech, Temple, and Northwestern like I expected, but Northwestern is much better than I thought they were going to be in the preseason, and same with Virginia Tech. So Rutgers has had a similar or tougher schedule than I thought they would, and right now, looks like they're flourishing. And no matter what, I think the season is going to be a success for Greg Schiano. But that's all to say, 
If you want to hear more about my college football analysis, discussing about different teams, specifically from the Big Ten, if you also want to get notified when my preview and analysis videos drop and my reaction and analysis videos drop, or tomorrow morning there will be a top 10 video dropping in reaction to the college football playoff poll um, for week 11 that will be released tonight, along with bull projections that I have in my top 10 video. If you want to get notified of my content and join the best Big Ten football community on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button, click the notification bell, and comment your thoughts on Rutgers football and how you think they'll do in the Big Ten in the short, medium, and long term down below. Do you think Rutgers will lose the remainder of their games? Will they sneak out a win? Will they win two games and more likely than not lose to Penn State on the road? Or does Greg Schiano pull up the Joker card, lay it down, and go 3-0? and um, If that's the case, there are going to be grumblings in Happy Valley. There would be grumblings in every program that Rutgers manages to get a win over in these next three games. Iowa right now, uh, with Brian Ferentz leaving after the season, and Kirk Ferentz, many are speculating that he might retire because the AD forced her hand on Brian Ferentz leaving. Iowa, I'd say, is in need of every win they can get. Maryland right now is in an extremely downward spiral. I thought after their performance against Ohio State that Mike Loxley was finally turning a corner in his own personal coaching career, that maybe he was becoming a better coach at competing with bigger schools and putting together superior game plans on the field. Uh, No. When you lose to Northwestern and Illinois in the fashion that they did, get out of here. And for Penn State and James Franklin, if they lose to Rutgers, in all likelihood they would have already lost to Michigan the prior week. And going 9-3 and three after having a lot of preseason expectations or high preseason expectations wouldn't be good. So Rutgers can cause a whole lot of chaos, and we're not talking about theoretical chaos. We're not talking about their season can be a success if unlikely wins occur. This season, I think, is already a success. They got six wins. Rutgers is probably going to finish ahead of Maryland based off of the direction of these two teams and what's transpired with both of them in the past month. They're certainly going to finish ahead of Michigan State and Indiana, who they've both, you know, they've beaten both of them. And that right there would put them at the middle of the pack in the Big Ten East, which is one of the most loaded divisions in college football, even with Michigan State and Indiana being some of the worst teams in all of the FBS, because Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan, according to FPI, are top five teams. According to myself, they're top 10, top 8 teams, and according to myself and a lot of other people, whether it's you know college football nerds, power ranking system, my power ranking system, my preseason top 10, not my current top 10, Michigan and Ohio State are the top two teams in the country, and they have some of the best head coaches in the country and best staffs and rosters, and you can say the same For Penn State as well, Michigan, Penn State, and Ohio State are all blue bloods. So for Rutgers to be competing in the East with those teams 
to have a fraction of the talent that almost everyone in their division, except for Indiana, is pretty incredible. Rutgers has only allowed eight sacks on the season. Did you know that? Eight sacks on the season. That's less than Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State. That's less than all of those offensive lines. Now, they pass less than both of those teams, but Wimsat still has over 200 passing attempts. He's completing around 50% of his passes. He has eight passing touchdowns, five interceptions, a 108.5 passer rating, and he has 1,263 passing yards. And despite those being you know, pretty poor numbers, that's an improvement compared to the prior season. He has 411 rushing yards, seven rushing touchdowns. He's averaging 4.8 yards per rush with a long scramble of 80. He's an incredible athlete, and you can see the, you know, he's trying to make every play that he can. He takes a lot of responsibility for his teammates. And I think with Kirk Sharaka, with Greg Schiano, with an improved supporting cast, and also with the progression that we've seen from Wimsat every season from 2021 up until this season, there's a chance that next year he's a you know pretty above average, good, I don't know if I'd say great, but good quarterback. And Rutgers is still winning in spite of a passing game that we can all admit is pretty it's pretty bad. It's poor. Because they're running for four point six yards per carry. They have nineteen rushing touchdowns and a thousand six hundred and sixty-two rushing yards. The Scarlet Knights, they control the clock, they bully you. They play phenomenal defense, and I just think that what's not to like if you're a Rutgers fan? I mean, if you're a Rutgers fan and you're watching this video, tell me what you think about your team right now down below, because not only is the offense much improved compared to prior seasons, but the defense has 18 sacks, averaging about two sacks per game, and they've faced Ohio State, Wisconsin, Michigan, whose offensive lines all have a high ceiling. Wisconsin's and Michigan's offensive lines have been pretty consistent. They've been pretty great, near elite, elite. Ohio State's has been more inconsistent, but still, I would say, is a unit with a lot of talent. The Scarlet Knights, their secondary is what they're known for defensively, with six interceptions, 38 passes defended, and they have eight forced fumbles, seven fumble recoveries. Deion Jennings leads the team in total tackles. Flip Dixon leads the team in interceptions. And Robert Longerbeam leads the team in passes defended. He also has an interception, two forced fumbles, and a sack. Very impressive player, along with you know Max Melton, Eric Rogers, Flip Dixon. The secondary for Rutgers is it's an elite secondary. I'll go as far to say that. I look at this team... And going bowling gives them extra practices. Rutgers, from what I can tell, has players who still have a plethora of years of eligibility, and that's very good because this team, Rutgers is a type of program where if they lose players, if they lose significant production, you know that in all likelihood there is going to be a dip. They do not have the talent that Penn State Michigan and Ohio State do to where they can reload year after year after year, where programs like Ohio State, Georgia, and Alabama can be outside of the top 100 in returning production. Uh, who cares? You know, flo um, flip up all the papers, throw the clipboard everywhere. They're still a top 10 team or top six, top five, top four 
in spite of losing almost all of their significant production in starters. Rutgers right now, all of their starting wide receivers are seniors. I don't know if any of them have extra COVID eligibility. I imagine that some of them do. Uh, Three of their offensive linemen are not seniors. Two of them, Reggie Sutton and Curtis Dunlap Jr. on the right side of the offensive line at guard and tackle. They're seniors. Johnny Langan, I'm pretty sure, has his sixth year of eligibility being used right now. Um, Gavin Wimsatt's a redshirt sophomore. I For sure he'll return next year. And Kyle Manungai and Samuel Brown the fifth, along with Ja'Shawn Benjamin, they all have eligibility to return. So this team, from a 2024-2025 standpoint in terms of depth, based off of how good their current you know, starters and rotational players are, I think is set up to have a good foundation. Defensively, uh, Max Melton is a, I think he's current projected, according to rlads.com, a third to fourth round pick at corner. Desmond Igbenosan, Max Melton, uh, Shaquan Loyal, and Robert Longerbeam, they're juniors, so they can return next year if they want. Flip Dixon is a senior incoming transfer, first year on this Rutgers team. I don't know if he has COVID eligibility or not. Muhammad Touré, he's a senior. Dion Jennings is a senior. Isaiah Aitan and Mayan Ahanotu are also seniors. Again, they're listed as seniors, these players, but they could have COVID eligibility if they want to enable that extra year. And then, you know, next year they're once again a senior because COVID eligibility is optional. Um, you don't have to take that if you don't want to. You can, you know, declare for the draft. You can be done. It is what it is, though. If you're not, you know, eligible or not eligible for the draft, that's incorrect. But if you likely aren't going to get drafted, why not return for another year, collect some NIL money, and maybe you'll get your name out there to NFL scout, uh, scouts if you do have an amazing year. I think there's a lot of potential for another season of high returning production and a lot of starters returning. Kyle Manungai having extra eligibility, he in all likelihood will come back, and that's great. Right now, he is projected to have well over 1,000 rushing yards at the end of the season. And the Scarlet Knights are 6-3, and three, they're 3-3. Three and three. They can realistically, realistically go 8-4 and four and finish top 25 if they get that ninth win in their bowl game. If they go 9-3 and three and pull out a miracle, they're definitely going to be ranked in the top 25 in the final college football playoff rankings released Sunday. I think December, December 3rd, Sunday, December 3rd at noon Eastern Standard Time. The Scarlet Knights, their defense is top 20 in points allowed per game. They were outside of the top 40 in defensive efficiency two weeks ago, a week ago, whenever I edited this video and put it together. Now they're inching to be inside of that top 30. I expect them to be inside of the top 25 at season's end. Special teams is another unit that has excelled all year, and we would expect this from a Greg Schiano team. Rutgers punts the football well, they don't make mistakes. And Jai Patel is 11 of 13 on field goals. He is 6 of 6 from 20 to 29 yards, 
one of two from 30 to 39 yards, three of three from 40 to 49 yards, and one of two from 50 yards or more. And he's 26 of 27 on extra points. So he's a great kicker. Shiano, for him, what's fascinating about this week's matchup against Iowa, which I will be doing a preview and prediction video on, is Shiano has built his team, in my mind, a lot like how I have envisioned past Iowa teams to be built. Great offensive line, a run game that can you know control the game and dominate most defenses, and a defense in special teams that just waits for you to make a mistake and capitalizes off of them. The offense must improve its passing attack if they want to transform as a program and, you know, jump a tier from whatever tier they're at currently to the next tier up and, you know, competing for the Big Ten in a championship sense, not in a sense of pulling off crazy upsets, but being consistent. Regardless of what happens, I do think this season will be a success for Rutgers football. I think barring a total... 0-3 collapse where there is no competitiveness and then there's a loss in the bowl game, I think this season already is a success. But I expect Rutgers in their next few games, I expect them to pull out at least one win, and I'd more so favor them to pull out two wins. I think they are better than Maryland. I think they're better than Iowa. They're given a 38% chance to beat Iowa this week, according to FPI. They're given a 6.2% chance to beat Penn State on the road, and they're given a 51.1% chance to beat Maryland at home. So out of all of those games, Rutgers, according to FPI, should win one more game and finish out the season 7-5. and five. I'm going to go bold. I'm going to be optimistic on Shiano, and I think that they will find a way to win two of those games, but we'll have to see. Um, you will see my preview and prediction video for Rutgers traveling to Iowa that will be a low-scoring affair dominated by special teams, defense, and the line of scrimmage. Thank you for watching this video. I want to give a shout-out to my Patreon sponsors, Crash2488, Anthony McDowell, Justin Roge. Thank you for being Heisman patrons. Spencer Bringhurst, Noah DDLC, and SFS Inverted. Thank you for being All-American patrons. Will Loftus, Gabriel Callender, Roaming Gnome, Matthew Sale, Chris Lane, Austin Christmas, and Zubin Zah. Thank you for being all conference patrons. Check out my Patreon page via the link in the description if you want to support the channel. And if you're an All-American or Heisman, you will gain bonus content. And as a Heisman, you'll gain access to personal messages where you can ask me to make a video about something that intrigues you, give me suggestions, etc. Have a phenomenal day, guys. Your support is always appreciated, but it is never expected. God bless.